She won by around 600 votes, 630, I think it was. Uh, and uh, by the way, uh, Nancy was trailing on uh, that Tuesday night uh, by 164 votes uh, to Perry Gershon, but she prevailed. A lot of people told me she would win this thing. That was, I tell you, too close to call. I don't know how that happened, but it, it did. We congratulate her. She's with us right now, uh, Nancy Grove. And uh, I'll tell you, I never, I never doubted you, uh, but you know what? It, it, we knew it was going to be close to the end, and, and you, you came through that finish line, Nancy. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Jay. It's great to be here, and we are thrilled, of course, to be able well, to go on into the general election. There you go, and let the games begin. Uh, the path to November the 3rd. What was the message? Because, you know, you can make the case, and I know you did a lot of TV and everything else, but, you know, here you got a guy like a Perry Gershon, who was prominent from the last go-around. And he gave Lee Zeldin a pretty good run toward that end. You also have a Bridget Fleming in the mix, very well known, especially out in the East End. And I, th- I tell you, she took a lot of votes, I think, away from, from Perry, uh, my opinion, I think. Uh, but in essence, here comes Nancy Goroff, uh, a Stony Brook University scientist chairing a, the, the college's chemistry department. And all of a sudden, you come up, I tell you, that's very impressive. What was the gore of message, in your opinion, that prevailed here? Yeah, I think, I first want to say that I think both Terry Gershon and Bridget Fleming ran great campaigns. And, you know, I'm so thrilled that they're committed to working to get Lee Zeldin out. Um, And it was a very close race. And I think for us, The message is very simple. I'm a scientist. I'm interested in making sure we're helping the people of Long Island, the people of Suffolk County, and we deserve better than what we've got in Lee Zeldin. And as a scientist, I bring unique skills to this. I know how to look at facts and evidence. I know how to lead based on my track record at Stony Brook. And I'm excited to really make a difference for people here on Long Island. We have real issues that that need addressing from sea level rise and coastal erosion to COVID-19 and healthcare. And as a scientist, I know how to look at the data, gather up all the evidence, and find real-life solutions that are going to make a difference. And I'm excited to do that when we get to Washington and excited to bring that message to the general election. You see, that was my thought process with you. You are a scientist. We know about data. We hear it daily. COVID, the whole thing. Do you think the overall connection in that regard, because let's face it, we hear it's all about the science. It's all about the data. It's not about the knee-jerk reactions and everything else. you got to look at the numbers and everything else. You're all about that as a scientist. Do you feel that people actually connected in that regard and saying, you know what? Makes sense. I like what she's saying here. COVID, the whole thing. What about that aspect? I do. I think people really are looking for real-life solutions that aren't based on partisan spin, but are based on reality. And there's been way too much ignoring of reality by some of our political leaders. And there's a hunger for somebody who's going to actually try to find solutions that work. Nancy Goroff with us. Uh, she'll be battling the incumbent uh, come November the 3rd. What do you see here now in the last couple of months? You have uh, been on the trail. You're right there with the issues and everything else. Uh, take me local first. What do you What do you want to see? What can you change? What do you want to correct? What are you hearing 
from the constituency. What is first and foremost? Let's start local as far as what needs correction. What needs a fix in here? Where have you seen kind of the the effects of, of where people are suffering right now, Nancy Girl? Yeah, well, of course. COVID-19 has hit this area very hard. A lot of people have been directly affected by it, have lost people they care about or have close friends and family who've been seriously ill or themselves have been seriously ill um, from it. So there's the health issues. There's the fact that we've all been in lockdown for so long. Not all of us, of course. We have all of our essential workers, including not only the healthcare workers, but also the grocery store workers, the bus drivers, and so on, who have been having to work through all of this and put themselves at risk. And there's so there's concern about restarting parts of the economy that have slowed way down, uh, getting things going and making sure that we can do that. What I hear the most from people is concern about their kids and school and what's going to happen in the fall. What are we going to do? How do we, how do our school districts offer instruction that's high quality while keeping everybody safe, keeping the kids safe, keeping their family members safe, keeping the teachers and custodians and all the other people who work in the school safe and the bus drivers safe? And I think where the federal government needs to be stepping up is providing relief to our states, to our counties, to our municipalities, and we have to get some of that money to school districts because there are so many extra costs associated, especially in a place like Suffolk County where COVID-19 really hit hard. There were so many extra costs that were uh, put in place. And so, you know, I look at Lee Zeldin voting against the HEROES Act. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. We need to get resources here to New York to cover our costs so that our school districts can stay afloat, our county can stay afloat, our state can stay afloat, and keep providing the services that our people depend on. And you look at education and everything else, you know, and listen, we all want the schools to open come the fall. You know, there could be a cut or two coming here. They heard the president the other day, you know, with the tweet, uh, listen, if you, if you don't open up, you're not going to get funded. Uh, quite frankly, you know, I look at the state right now in dire straits. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't get anything uh, as far as the federal government is concerned. You look at the New York, uh, Nancy, I mean, well, they put out $30 billion over the top. They don't get anything back. You know, it's unbelievable. Uh, we, we send a lot more money down to Washington than we get back. It's, oh, uh, no and, doubt. And this is a time where New York was hit especially hard. And you know, when you talk about the president and his tweets, of course, there are so many, and it just goes on and on. But that one in particular that you mentioned about, and it wasn't just his tweeting it, his spokesperson also said that the president wants schools to open up or they don't get money. And he had the CDC guidelines of how they had to do it. He said he didn't like those. He didn't care what the experts said. He just didn't like those guidelines. So he's asked them to find new guidelines based on what he he wants. That's no way to run a government. That's no way to be making public policy. We need people who are making policy based on facts and evidence. And the fact that Lee Zeldin continues to defend him and talk about what wonderful leadership he has as the president chooses on a whim to change policy left and right, uh, 
I think that's something we deserve a lot better than that. Nancy Gore, if you're listening to, in case you're just tuning in, you're not, know, you're not aware she has now uh, gotten that victory. Uh, that uh, was a tough race. Uh, she is uh, uh, officially uh, in as far as the, the victor. We're talking about CD1. She will face off against Lee Zeldin in the uh, November. Nancy, what about this division? This is a sheer division on all fronts here. Uh, and we've seen this, you know, this is not just uh, something that has come about in the last couple of months. So this is a, a constant uh, and it's detrimental as far as uh, the people are concerned, because, you know, we elect officials to get jobs done. The problem is nothing gets accomplished when you have two sides going at each other like the way they have for so long how does the Nancy Gora voice change that landscape? If you prevail on November the 3rd, what is the plan of attack? How do you bring people together to accomplish things? That's what it's all about as far as our nation's capital is concerned. How do you change? You are absolutely right. It is important that we bring people together. And, you know, I'm used to in science, in the science world, when you have a scientific disagreement with people, you sit down, you look at all the information, and you come to agreement on reality. And that's what I want to do in Congress. I want my office to be a resource for every member of Congress on any issue that has a scientific co component. And so much of what faces us right now, whether it's the environment and climate change or COVID-19 and healthcare, has a, a serious science component to it. I want my office to be a resource where both Republican and Democratic members can get the information they need, make sure that they have access to the best information available and that their questions can be answered, and then really hold people's feet to the fire to make sure we're taking real-life action to make, make a difference and find solutions. Nancy Gorov with us. Uh, Nancy, I, I was... Shocked, you know. I tell you, you spent a lot of a lot of money on the campaign. You you actually outspent your opponents, according to the records I saw and everything else that I read. Uh, you got a lot of support out there, and and people really believed in you. I mean, what what was the message? Because you know, I, when I look at campaigns and outcomes and everything else, I'm always curious about what's spent, what's in the war chest donations, fundraisers, and everything else. Obviously, you hit home. I know you did some of this stuff on your own, but what was the magic elixir as far as that was concerned? That is still a big-time amount of dollars uh, and everything else, and we know how needed they are in order to get to the victory line. It is absolutely, and I can name you 10 of campaigns that didn't have the funds and didn't finish it all strong in the past. What was the potion for you uh, that, that that really was a determining factor for those dollars to be put in place in your war chest. Yeah, I am so grateful to the thousands of people who supported my campaign. We had something like six or 6,000 or more individuals who supported the campaign. We raised the most money uh, in the campaign by far, and I am really grateful because it's exactly what you said. If you don't have the money to get your message out, it doesn't matter how clear your message is. I think the reason why we were able to get such great support is people are really excited. They're excited about bringing a scientist to Washington. If I'm elected, I'll be the first female PhD scientist ever to serve in Congress. 
and one of only two PhD scientists there. And that's something that people see as a, a really exciting opportunity uh, to bring someone with these unique skills. And, you know, the fact that I also have had leadership experience at Stony Brook as associate provost and interim dean and then chair of the chemistry department, those things resonated with people, and I hope they will continue to resonate with people. We've been really thrilled with the response we've gotten in the past uh, less than 24 hours. People are excited, and uh, I'm just, it makes it so much more fun and exciting to go through this because I'm getting so much support from people throughout the district. Well, listen, uh, good luck. Congratulations. Uh, savor it for the weekend. Open up an extra bottle of champagne. You deserve it. And then get back right on the trail. I know you're going to be hard at work doing that. And uh, I am sure uh, we will have many a conversation as we follow your path towards November. How's that? Fantastic, Jay. Thanks so much for having me. And I look forward to the next conversation. You got it. Nancy Gurf, I'll tell you, that's an impressive victory, impressive dollars. You know, I said this years ago, uh, Year of the Laura, remember that whole deal? Laura Curran, Laura Jen Smith, Laura Schaefer. There was another one, oh, Laura Gillen, right? Tana Hempstead, Supervisor. You're the woman. You're the woman now. Laura Jen Smith, right? She'll be facing off in the election. And uh, we have, of course, Nancy and uh, Laura Ahern uh, claiming victory. So definitely could be another year of the woman in, in big ways. Thanks, Nancy, so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. You, you got it. Uh, I tell you, it's an impressive victory. Now, you can make the case. You can make the case. Maybe an extra bouquet of flowers to be sent to Bridget Fleming. I'm telling you, she took away votes. She took away votes from Perry without question. That was the old block of rue right there, folks. 